Hey everyone, welcome to Bible Talks, where we believe a rich knowledge of the Word should translate to a rich relationship with the Lord. It's theology unto intimacy. We want to take a moment and thank you for being here. With today's episode, we start a new series on dating and relationships. Our prayer is that this podcast would provoke your study of the Word and ultimately lead you to a more vibrant relationship with the Lord. Blessings. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Bible Talks. I'm Shelly and I'm here with Casey and we're beginning a new series where we're talking all things dating and relationships and specifically what the Bible has to say about them. So this is a question we get all the time. How do we know if we're ready to date? That is a great question. And uh, I I think uh, the first thing that we want to do is acknowledge the elephant in the room, which is uh, the Bible doesn't say a whole lot about it. Right. And so it's ironic. We're here on an episode of Bible Talks. So what does the Bible say? Um, you'll find that I think a lot of people have dogmatic opinions as if the Bible says something about it. Uh, but really, it's it's kind of silent on the issue. The Bible mm-hmm. talks um, a little bit about marriage. Um, we have some pr- pretty clear passages on marriage. Um, and it, it talks really about predominantly how to be a Christian, right. not about um, how should I date. And so um, it can be kind of a, a, a weird... I don't know, it could just be a weird kind of gray area to navigate. But um, I would say this, um, how do I know if I'm ready to date? The first, uh, the kind of the first principle that I think you have to go with is, is, well, what's the purpose of dating? Right. Because if you're not clear on why you're dating, then um, you're not really going to have the end in mind, you know what I mean? And right. so I think um, this is like the first place that I see so many Christians, we miss it. Um the Lord never designed us to date, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm, 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 and I'm not anti-dating. I dated mm-hmm. my wife for like a year, but um, what we see in the Bible is, is you know, there was no gray area. You went from single to married, right, right? or or single to betrothed, but you were still kind of considered married at that point, right? Um, and so, because there's no grid for it, it can be kind of hard uh, to to deal with, and so. What I would say is the very first thing that you need to know is uh, you should be, how do you know if you're ready to date? I would say this, you're ready to date if you're ready to be married, Mm. right? If you're not ready to be married, then you probably are not ready to date. And that could look like you're 18 years old and you are are actually ready to be married. Um, Or that may look like you're 30 years old and you're ready to be married. I I think the the age range, it's, it's, it's kind of subjective based on maturity. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say that's the first thing that we have to start with. Okay. You have to be ready to be married because that really is the purpose for dating. God's not into this whole, mm-hmm. let's just go around and, and try the car before I buy it. Right. right? Like that's, have that's, fun yeah, that's, that's not hang out all the time. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that in the Bible. I think that, I think that, uh, leads to people getting hurt. I think that leads to compromise. I think that leads to idolatry. I think that leads to everything the Bible would warn us against. Right. Um, and so, uh, if I am uh, 18, 19, 20, and I'm going, okay, how do I know if I'm ready to date? The real question under the li- uh, underneath that would be, am I ready to be married? And if the answer is no, well, then you're not ready to date, right? But you could think that you're ready for marriage. Totally. But are you really? That's, how do you know? Now, that's the question we really should be answering, right? Right? Is am I ready to be married? Right. Um, and now here's what I will say is people find themselves sometimes, and, and I did this, so I'm like totally guilty. But people will do this. They'll go, well, I'm not ready to be married now, but maybe by the time the dating relationship evolves, I'll be married. I'll be ready to be married. Right. So at 18, 
I realize I'm not ready to be married, but you know, 2021, if we're still together, then I'll be ready to be married. And I would just say, you're probably playing with fire. And I don't think, I don't think that's helpful. I think you should go, if I'm not ready to be married now, then I probably shouldn't be in a relationship. Um, So that's, that's where I would go. Now, again, I think you could be 18 and do that. I think you'd be 25 and do that. Um, Our our beloved senior pastor, I believe was married um, while he was a senior in high school. All right, good old Dustin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know people who got married, they didn't get married until well into their 30s, and that was when they felt like it was right. So how do I know if I'm ready to date? Um, to be in a relationship, really you have to ask the question, am I ready to be married? That's the question. So with that in mind, I do have Bible for that. I don't okay. have Bible for dating. I have Bible for that. Okay. And so um, Ephesians 5 uh, and 1 Corinthians 7, those are kind of like the go-to marriage passages. Mm-hmm. I like Ephesians 5 uh, because I think it kind of gives a vision for marriage, and so I'm going to read Ephesians five, um, uh, or at least a, a, a few verses, uh, and I think we'll just we'll just kind of go with the text and see what the text says. It says, um, uh, starting Ephesians five twenty two. Wives, uh, be subject to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ uh, is also the head of the church. He himself being the savior of the body, uh, but as the church is subject to Christ so also wives ought to be to their husbands in everything. Mm. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, uh, that he might present to himself the church in all of her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands... In light of that, so husbands also ought to love their wives as their own bodies. For he who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes it and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church. Okay, so that's that's the Ephesians 5 passage on okay. marriage. Mm-hmm. It's rich, it's challenging, um, and he's addressing, Paul's addressing two people, right? Wives and husbands. And so... He says, wives, you're to be subject to your husbands as uh, Christ, or as church, the church is to Christ, Christ right? Mm-hmm. And so if I'm a, a woman, right? Now, I'm not a woman, so I, I don't, I'm really just <laughs> hypothetically here, yep. right? Um, if I'm a woman uh, or a young woman, and I'm trying to ask the question, am I ready to be married? I would ask you really this, are you ready to subject, be subject to your husband? Like, are you ready to serve a, a, a husband? Are you ready to love a husband? Are you ready to allow a husband to lead you in the same way um, that the church um, is led by Christ and serves Jesus? And like, if you're not ready to play that role, yeah. um, then I don't think you're probably ready to be married, and that's okay. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a mandate that says you, you have to be ready to be married, and you have to be married. I, I, we'll talk about that in a later episode. Um, but if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a you know twenty something you know uh, lady I'm I'm gonna go okay am I am I ready to really serve uh, a, a husband and, and to love and to support yeah. and and to take a role um, that is uh, really I'm I'm equating it to you know I, I'm the church he's Jesus right and and if you're not ready for that then I would say you're probably not ready to be married that's okay but how do you get ready for that ooh okay we'll talk through that in a second okay. Um, the rest of the text is it, it is largely dedicated to husbands, and I think um, because husbands perhaps have a um, a more difficult role, 
right? Maybe, you know, I realize it's probably really difficult to submit to some, you know, idiotic guy, right? <laughs> As we all tend to be. I realize that's difficult. Yes. But it's 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 quite a feat to love um, a wife in the same manner and in, in, in the same way that Jesus loves his bride. It's a high calling. It's a high calling. And so um, I would say if I'm a young man, I'd go, okay, do I have the capability and capacity to love a person, my wife, my future wife, like Christ loves the church? Now, obviously, apart from grace, we realize that's that's impossible, right? But right. but let's go like realistically here. Like, how did how did Jesus love the church? Well, it, it explains it. He gave himself up for her. He washed her with the water of the word. He made her clean. He had her back. I mean, like it, the text actually tells you, hey, you're supposed to love your wife. Like Christ loves the church, and here's what Christ did for the church. Therefore, this is how you're supposed to treat your wife. And so, if if you're incapable of washing her with the water of the word, in other words, you're like, you don't have any Bible in you, mm-hmm. right? You can't. I would say you you definitely are not ready to be married, right? right? If if you um, uh, are unwilling to give yourself up for her, mm-hmm. right? I often say uh, that headship in the Bible is uh, meaning the first to serve, first to die, right. because that's how Jesus modeled headship. Yep. Right. And so, yeah, yeah. Like Jesus, he's like, hey, listen, man, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to die. When there's a need to be met, I'm the first one to jump in line. Um, and so I, I think if, if you're not willing to do that as a young man, because um, it's one thing we say, you will, he gave up his life. Like every guy would know, like, well, okay, if, if you know, some active shooter comes in, mm-hmm. right, we're throwing the ladies on the ground and we're going we're gonna to take the bullets, right? That's, but that's not what he's talking about, right? It's, that's right. almost easier in a sense that it's that's a momentary decision rather than a lifelong decision right right really what he's moments, talking about is mundane exactly man yeah stuff. when 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 your wife is is you know frustrated and hormonal and you know whatever she <laughs> is right she's bothering the crap out of you uh you know you're going you know what i'm choosing to bless and to love and to serve right right because uh i'm mandated to because i'm supposed to love her like Jesus loves the church, and I'm supposed to give grace and patience and kindness um, to an elevated degree that I think is even just kind of the standard calling for Christians. Like I think it's like mandatory, and so I would say if you're unwilling to do that as a as a young man or incapable of doing that, then you're not ready to be married, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. You're you're growing, especially you're 19, 20. I I don't expect most 19, 20 year olds know how to do that. Most 19, 20 year olds, you know, are, they're selfish. It's just what we are. Yeah. And so I would use those as kind of a litmus test, a true north. Ladies, if you're if you are willing um, and able to, and I feel like yeah, it's right for you to um, honor and serve uh, and trust uh, a man in the same way that the church does to Jesus, and look to a man in that same way, not in like a, an idolatrous way, like I'm really clear, right? But you know, in an allegorical way. And then, fellas, if you are capable. Uh, and have the capacity really to uh, pursue loving your wife mm. as Jesus loves the church. That's the starting point. And then you asked the question. Um, you, you said something like, mm-hmm. "Well, wait a second. How do I how do I know if I'm ready to do those things? To, to surrender, yeah, or like submit to a man. That's the question, right? Yeah. Now I don't I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And and we're we're probably going to talk headship and submission and all that kind of stuff in a future episode, right? Um, but uh, I have kind of like five things that I, I tend to look at and go, okay, this is how I know if I'm if I'm if I've got the material 
in me to be married. Cause you're not going to be like perfect right. when you go into marriage. You're not going to be the most healthy, you know, you're not going to be, you know, you're going to have all kinds of issues walking into marriage. That's acceptable and okay. Um, but there are kind of like five, you know, key elements that I think if you're missing one of these five, you're, you're probably not ready. And if you get into a relationship, not having these five figured out, you're probably going to do a lot of harm mm. um, and damage. Not that the Lord can't redeem it, but you know, God bless the broken road, but I would prefer <laughs> to not have the broken road. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. So here's my five. You ready? Yeah. I think um, this goes for, for men and women. You need to be emotionally stable. Emotionally stable. Um, and that means uh, everybody has high highs and low lows for the most part, um, but you are not, uh, you're not on the roller coaster, right? When your emotions tell you to have a high high or a low low, right? Uh, you know, you may enjoy the high highs, but you're not allowing the low low, so to speak, to, to derail you. you and drive you, and you're not mm-hmm. depressed one day and full of joy the next day, and then can't get out of bed the next day and can't go into work because I'm just sad. Right. Like, like, and, and, you know, depression is very real, right. Anxiety is very real. And I think, um, if you, if you have, you know, those actual clinical disorders and and you're pursuing steps, you know, uh, to, to get the right medication and and, and that kind of thing, that's one thing, but yeah, counseling, that kind of thing. But I think most people that I have interacted with who are 18 and 19 years old, um, they actually don't fall into the realm of that, of, of, you know, I have a clinical issue. Mm -hmm. They, they, fall into the realm of, I have a maturity issue. Um, and they're just young, like most 18 year olds, their hormones are all over the place, Mm -hmm. right? Men and women, right? They just, their, 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 their body chemicals are not stable yet. Mm -hmm. And so that can pose a little bit of a problem. So, uh, here's the danger of that though, right? If you are not emotionally stable and you get into a relationship, right? And let's say you get into marriage, you are, even if you're not even in marriage, but you are literally going to take your partner on the high highs and low lows with you. And that's destructive, right? right? And I've, I've seen that happen so often where, um, you know, maybe one person in the marriage uh, or relationship is stable and the other person's not. And unfortunately, the, the result is not the unstable becomes stable. Mm-hmm. Typically, it's the other way around, right. you know, and, and you've got to ride that roller coaster together. And so... I think um, if I'm young, I'd go, I really need to work on not letting my emotions run my life. I need to work on emotional stability, right? right. Enjoy the high highs, absolutely, but don't let the low lows run your life either. Right. Um, Can you go into a little bit of what people should do to help regulate their emotions? Dude. <laughs> I know that's, that's probably a, a whole episode. That's a like... good question. What, what should people do to regulate their emotions? Should we be taking it to our partner? Oh man, I Should think we be going yeah. To counseling? Should we go to the Lord? Yeah. So I want to be honest with you. <laughs> my bend is to honestly just say prayer and Bible. Mm. Um, I think there's something okay. there's there's something that happens uh, in the place of prayer where it's like our emotions. The longer we spend in prayer, our emotions start to almost transform and conform into God's emotions. Right. And you find that you almost start to pick up his heart and you start to, you start to remind yourself of, of the way that he feels about you, of the end goal, Mm -hmm. um, of, you know, it's just, it's very helpful. So I think, um, and and so when I say prayer, I don't even mean like praying about your emotions, right? Like, God, help me to not feel so sad. I don't mean necessarily that. I mean, just like active, disciplined, 
I'm going to take time out of my day and really seek the Lord. Right. Um, Remind th- yourself who He is. And yeah, the truth dude. of the Word. And... Super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then Bible, right? That's the right. second one I said was right. was Bible because we're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, and our minds are renewed by getting into the Word and allowing the world the Word to shape our worldview, right. and 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 allowing the Word to shape. Um, really the way that we think and the way that we think often affects the way that we feel. And so that's a darn good line. That's tweetable. <laughs> the way that we think often affects the way that we feel. And so yeah. if we're we not thinking, choose our right, thoughts. that's it. Take your thoughts captive. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's what you have to do. Um, uh, and I think honestly, you just have to practice manning up, you know, no offense to the ladies out there, Womaning but up. womaning up. That's right. I, I really think there's just something to be said for, I don't care if you're having a bad day, put on a smile. Have a good attitude, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 just do what's right. Um, get up in the morning, go to work, have a good attitude. You're a Christian. Your joy is not found in any of your circumstances. It's ultimately found in the Lord. And so, yeah, emotionally stable, mm-hmm. right? So that's the first mm-hmm. one. The next one, we'll try to be quick about this. The next one is mentally sound, okay? Mentally sound. What do you mean by that? Here's what I mean by that. It's almost the same thing as emotionally stable, but it's being stable and sound in your mind. In other words, you think rightly, right? And I interact with people often who they do not live in reality, yeah. right? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh-huh, You've met those people, yeah. right? Where they're, 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 they're talking to you about a situation and they're perceiving it one way and you're going, dude, you are so far from reality, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it's, it's just hard to have a conversation. Right. Um, it is really important, I think, that if you're in a relationship that you're living in reality, right? Now, I get perceptions, reality, and everybody's got their own little you know, thing of perception, but there are people who, there are young people in particular who they are not emotionally stable nor are they mentally sound, and they perceive everything um, not as the Lord would have them perceive it, not as reality would state it, but really as their preferences and their emotions um, would, would, would have them perceive it. And so I think when you're talking to somebody, you know, if you're, you know, you twenty year old lady, you know, lady, if you're twenty one girl, woman, whatever you are at that <laughs> stage of twenty, um, you are, you know, entertaining, you know, being with a guy, I would really pay attention to how he views things, how he perceives situations and circumstances in his life. Right. Um, and if he's actually sound in his mind. Um so emotionally stable, mentally sound, uh financially responsible. This oh, does not mean uh, now, again, this is not Bible. Unfortunately, I don't have Bible for any of these, <laughs> uh-huh. right? Because, again, the Bible doesn't really talk about what you need to be married. But these are, I think, just healthy places to be. Um, financially responsible, meaning uh, not that you have a lot of money, but you just you're, you're, you, know how to, you know how to handle money. Yeah. You pay your bills on time. You, have, you are producing income. Right? You have a job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, probably more, especially if you're a guy, like you've really got to have a job. Um, and you are you're not spending all of your money on things that just make you happy, but you're trying to actually um, just be responsible financially. So emotionally stable, mentally sound, financially responsible, and then I'd say spiritually consistent. Spiritually consistent is um, probably one of the most overlooked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here's what I mean by that is I think – Knowing somebody, um, or at least you know, knowing people who know somebody um, enough to know that they've been consistent in the faith over the long haul, 
that they're not just a flash in the pan, right. that they're not, uh, according to the parable of the sower, right, the one who receives the word with joy, but then when when persecution hits, you know, when trial hits, when suffering hits, they bail. Right. Right, making sure they really have a firm root in the, in the word and in the Lord. Um, and so spiritually consistent, meaning they're not, you know, wishy-washy all the time. You know, they're not, you know, I want to abandon Jesus one day. I want to follow mm-hmm. the world one day. I want to follow Jesus. I'm fiery in the altar, but, you know, the very next day I'm, you know, out there, you know, living my you know, my best life, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think just being spiritually consistent, um, or, or maybe the word is even spiritually disciplined. Right, disciplined. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm faithful in the Lord. Um, you don't do it perfectly, but you're faithful. That's right. the goal. And um, I would say the last one is content in God. And again, like spiritually consistent, it is probably the the thing that I see people are willing to compromise on the most. Um, here's what I mean by content in God. Most of us, uh, and I don't know if it's influenced the world or if it's just our own, you know, our own heart. We are trained at like a young age that we need another person to be happy. Mm. Right. And like the the epitome of of happiness and joy on earth is, you know, wife and kids or husband and kids. And, um, you know, and so what we do is, is you will often chase that our whole life. Right. You know, you know, I remember, you know, I know people, you know, who had their first girlfriend in, in kindergarten. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, that little, mm-hmm. you know, there's that you start pairing them off together, you know, the little kids and you're like, oh, well, so and so likes, you know, so and so. And isn't that cute? And. And what happens is, you know, by the time you're 18, 19, 20, perhaps you've had, you know, a couple of, you know, relationships or you've had dozens of relationships. And then what you forget is that you can actually be really content in Jesus. And if you can be content in Jesus, um, then I think at that point you'll be content with another person, yeah. right? But the way I kind of like to, to, to think about it is... Um, if you're not content with God, meaning you don't have to have a relationship to be happy, you're never going to be content with another person because God loves you perfectly. God's faithful to you perfectly. God treats you perfectly. I mean, God is absolutely perfect in all that he does. Mm-hmm. And a person is not. Right. Not a person's perfect. not, right? Another sinner who is going to sin against you, frustrate you, agitate you, <laughs> right? And yeah. fulfill you and not fulfill you in the way that the Lord will, right? Right. That person can't make you happy. Right, they can have moments of happiness for sure. Right, I'm not saying like my wife makes me happy, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, um, my wife completes me, but she doesn't fulfill me. Mm. Right, Jesus has to fulfill me. And what people will, I think forget or they they miss is they spend their whole life chasing after a relationship, and they're never content being single, and they're never content with just God. Right. Right. And, and it's like, I, I've watched people when they get the shift, when they're like, oh, I don't have to have another person to make me happy. I don't have to have another person to be fulfilled. Jesus is good enough for me. Now, all of a sudden, right, you're, you're really, I think you're really ready because you're walking into marriage, not putting a burden of you have to fulfill me on that other right. person. Right. And you're really putting a God sized burden on a person when you do that. And so, it's idolatry, honestly. It's idolatry. Mm-hmm. It is. And we don't realize it, right? And the Lord's gracious with us, but I think it's destructive. Right. And so, um, yeah, I think it's really helpful for you to be content in the Lord before, and to learn to be content in God before um, you get into a relationship. So let me sum it up. Ephesians 5. Well, let's, let's go back. Okay. 
how do I know I'm ready to date? Mm -hmm. Bible doesn't tell you that, right? What the Bible does say is, here's, let me tell you what marriage should look like. And so I would rephrase the question and say, uh, really, it's how do I know if I'm ready ready to be married, right? And the answer to that is Ephesians 5. I think uh, 1 Corinthians 7 is another place to go if you guys are are wondering. Um, You do some study on that on your own, but um, Ephesians 5 addresses wives, um, and and I, so the the idea was if you're not if you're not willing and ready to try and to love a husband in the same way that you're supposed to love Jesus, um, not in the weird idolatrous way but allegorical, mm-hmm. then ladies, I think you probably shouldn't entertain it. Fellas, if you're not capable or don't have the capacity, I realize there's grace as a part of it, but if you're like leagues away from being able to love like Jesus loves, um, and you're not and you're not even willing to try and pursue that, then I would say then you're not ready. Uh, and then uh, we looked at five kind of key indicators, right? That I think you you probably need to have these things before you're ready. Um, you need to be emotionally stable, mentally sound, financially responsible, spiritually consistent, and content in God. Um, yeah, and then uh, I would actually say lastly, um, based on a conversation that I have with Saya, which I think is he had a really good point, that really the idea of... Uh, the idea of being emotionally stable, mentally sound, financially responsible, spiritually consistent, content in God, loving um, like Ephesians 5, ultimately um, we're pursuing being just a healthy Christian and a mature Christian. Mm-hmm. And so if, if I were to whittle everything down, uh, the, the question is, am I ready to be married? Well, am I a healthy Christian? Yeah. Am I a mature Christian? That's the key. If, if, if you can say, yeah, with, with good conscience, yeah, I really am. Then I would say you're probably good to go, right? You're not going to be perfect walking into marriage. You're going to have all kinds of issues. That's okay, um, but do you have a, a a good level of health as a Christian? Um, and so that's what you really should be pursuing. And you're pursuing those things out of worship and honor to the Lord, mm-hmm. not out of a desire to be married. Right. I'm pursuing Christian maturity via sanctification, as you know Romans twelve one. I'm offering my body as a living sacrifice. Um, this is the acceptable form of worship, right? I'm. It's a level of worship, and so. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point that Sia made. So. That's so good. Thank you, Casey. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that conversation and that you were ministered to. Please remember to follow us and to leave a good rating on your preferred streaming platform. And if you want to learn more about Gatekeepers, visit gatecityatl.com gatekeepers. See you in the next episode.